Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host. Thank you so much for listening. I am grateful for your time and energy, and I so appreciate you tuning in each and every day. Well, these two fur babies of mine, Macy and Gracie, they are keeping me busy, these two little love, love bugs. Um, I just was telling Michael that we have got two really needy little girls. They have separation anxiety out the wazoo, <laughs> and they have to know where I am at all times. But, you know, that's dogs, that's puppies, and they do sign up to be with us. Our pets find us, and these two have signed up to watch over me and for sure make me laugh a whole lot. Well, I want to talk today about what it means to be a healer. That's a good question. <laughs> so funny. I sit down and then I go, what's the topic today, God? And then I get the topic and I, I hit record and then I don't have nothing figured out that I'm going to be talking about. But that's what I love about doing this. There's nothing rehearsed or scripted. It's all channeled right through and coming through my heart. So... As I am gearing up to begin teaching my healing practice again, it's been a long time since I've actually taught that, and I'm switching it up a lot, I'm being reminded of all of the events that I have been a part of, all of the healing events, all the miracles, whether you consider them small or big, it doesn't matter. Universe has no size. There's there's no big, one thing's bigger than another. Universe has no, um, that, that doesn't exist there. That's only here in this ego mind of ours. So one story that was coming up as I was getting ready, you know, as I'm creating the course, was the time I spent with a horse named Sam. And Sam... In case you don't know that story, I did write about it in my book, but I want to talk about it a little bit because it was an amazing experience. I met Sam through a client who became a friend. She and her mother had a a boarding, I don't know what you call them, a barn? Not a barn, it's bigger than that, but they boarded horses there. And one of the horses that they boarded there was a horse named Sam. And... I met these two women, these two beautiful women, uh, as clients. I did some readings for them. And it kind of morphed into this, um, hey, I have this horse that needs some help. Is there something you could do? Because they knew that I did some healing work. Or perhaps it came up in a reading about Sam. I have no idea how we started talking about Sam. But I felt... um, not even just guided to go see him. Uh, it was something I had to do. I had to go see this horse. Now, the young lady, Corey, told me that uh, he was, she wanted to prepare me, basically. She said he's very emaciated. You know, we feed him, we give him everything he needs, but he will not gain weight, and he's continuing to lose weight. Now, they weren't the owner. They were boarding the horse. The owner was paying them to take care of, his, take care of her horse. And so I said, okay, you know, I can't wait to meet him. And we set a date and I went out and I walked into the barn and she went out and got him and brought him in. And my heart broke. I mean, uh, he was bones. I was just like, 
blown away. I've never seen a horse like that. And I, you know, just, we just looked at each other, Corey and I like, Oh my God, like what's happening here? Well, I had told her, you know, I told Corey, I do healing work and I've never worked with a horse, but I'd love to come out and try. I want to come see what happens. So a lot of what I tell my students that I work with one-on-one, my coaching and mentoring program is that when you're connecting with a soul, A soul is a soul, whether it's in an animal or a human, whatever form it's taken this time, it's a soul and you can connect with it. If you you just have to believe that you can. Some people get it in their head like, oh, but it's a dog. How am I going to speak to a dog? I'm like, because you're connecting with the soul of that dog. You're not connecting with what you think maybe the mind is or the brain. I don't know. You're connecting with the soul and a soul can talk to another soul. It's a beautiful thing. So I told Corey, let's try it. So I go out. She brings Sam in. Oh, and I just, my heart was broken. I love horses. My dream is to own one or more. And so I went up and introduced myself to Sam. And I'm really big on, you know, talking to an animal, just letting them know who I am. And it's, you know, I'm honoring their space as as well. And just telling Sam that I was there to help him. And that I would love to just pet him and love him and see what I could do to help him. So I began, you know, I think I gave him treats or some of his food just to kind of get him used to me. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't nervous or anything. I'm, I just like to honor their space. And so I began, you know, I did my prayer. I have this prayer that I do. I call in the team. I don't do any of this work alone. So I do it with God and the angels and masters and any beings of light. I have this prayer and it actually is how I call everyone in and turn everything on. And I always teach my students that too. I'm like, don't, you know, do this with your team always. Don't ever do it without your team because it's going to be so much more amazing if your team is always involved. So I did the prayer and I began to put my hands on Sam. And I just tuned into him and what was happening and what was going on with him. And, oh, I mean, I had tears coming to my eyes because I felt, now this is not something I would know from ego at all this time, that a spirit, the spirit of a horse, I would not, under, from a human ego standpoint, I would no, have no idea what the spirit of a horse means. But when I'm, but I was able to tune into a soul to a soul, right? I'm tuning into Sam's soul, his heart and soul, and listening to what is happening to him and what, you know, what's going on with you. And I heard just, or a knowing or whatever it was that there is no spirit. He had lost his spirit. Now, I don't, I can't even explain how profound that was to hear that and feel it. I can't, it's something you have to experience. So I dug a little deeper and it was, you know, I said, he feels like he's been thrown away. He's just, he doesn't have a purpose. A horse without a purpose, I guess, at least what I got from Sam, a horse without a purpose is like devastating for them, especially if they came here with a purpose or they have many past lives with a purpose. Okay, guess what? They've been here too. In fact, I have no doubt that Sam and I have a history together from past lives. So... I began to, I, you know, I just had to breathe through all of this because I was just floored at what I felt was just a shell, emptiness. 
sadness. So I worked with Sam. I did some healing work with him. And I spoke with him from my heart to his heart and talked to him. And I honestly can't recall everything that I said, but it was really um, words of encouragement and that he's needed and that there are, that people love him and that, you know, I don't, I don't even want to start rambling on that because I don't remember exactly what I said to him. I don't even remember readings that I did earlier today. That's my, kind of my protection. I, I feel like Angels just take it away because I don't need to carry everybody's stuff. So, um, and I did notice, by the way, on this visit, I was brushing Sam at one point, just started brushing him. I really was just bonding with him. And he had on his neck, at first I thought it was a scar, and when I got closer, it's actually an infinity symbol in his hair on his neck. Like his, between his shoulder and neck, there was this infinity symbol. And I said, oh, my God, Corey, look at this. Like, he's got an infinity symbol on his, like, shoulder neck area. And she's like, yeah, that's amazing. And it was um, maybe, like, if you drew it out on your palm, um, about the size of my palm, it was that width. It wasn't small. And I said, oh, my God, well, what is this? This is, is this his brand? Like, I was just so inquisitive. Well, we found, you know, we went to his hindquarters and he had his brand back there where they, I guess, brand him or whatever with the little symbol. It wasn't his brand. And Corey said that actually Sam had lost a bunch of hair and that symbol had always stayed right there. So I knew it was a sign for me. I mean, hello, an infinity symbol on a horse that I just started working with. And I even took a picture of it, which I need to post on my Instagram. I'm going to post that on Instagram, the infinity symbol on Sam's neck and a picture of him. And um, I'm going to, like, tell a little blurb about this. So there's more to the story. So I told Corey, I'm not done with Sam. I know I'm supposed to do more, but I don't know what that is yet. So I'm going to come back. But let me ask for guidance about that and what it is I'm supposed to do with Sam. So I don't know how long it was, but I reached out to Corey again and said, or maybe I told her that day before I left. I don't know. I just, I remember telling her, I need to attune Sam to Reiki. Now, that's something I received, guidance I re received. I need to attune this horse to Reiki so that he can continue to heal. So I set up another appointment, and I went out. And on my way, it was either earlier that day or on my way, I, I contacted Corey, and I said, you know, I'm coming out to attune Sam. Why don't I just attune all of your horses? I think she had six or seven horses at the time. Uh, they're, I was trying to, I was just recalling the name of their place. Um, well, I said, then you're going to have the healing horses of Phoenix Rising Stables. I think it, their stables were called Phoenix Rising, if I remember correctly. And I did not read that chapter in my book before I hopped on here. But Phoenix Rising Stables, I said, because she had um, children with special needs came and rode those horses. And I think other children. She taught lots of different children how to ride. And I said, They'll all be attuned to Reiki. And then you have the healing horses of Phoenix Rising Stables. And we were just giggling. So now that I got the guidance, I'm supposed to attune this horse to Reiki. Then I started asking God, well, where do I do that? How do I attune a horse to Reiki? I've attuned people, but I don't know what to do with a horse. How, where do I need to attune them? Because there's certain places. Um, I'm not all about rules but I just wanted to know, is there guidance on how I'm going to tune a horse? 
And I got the answer instantly. And it was to attune the horse um, on their backs, like do the attunement on, along their back and their forehead because that their backs is where they, that's where they do their healing work because people are sitting on them. And I was like, genius, genius. Thank you for that guidance. So I went out and attuned all six or seven horses. I don't remember how many there were. And Corey and her mom would bring one in. I would attune, and they would actually hook them up in the barn. And then they'd go in the office, and they'd leave me out there with the horse so I could just do my work, attune them, and get any messages that I needed to get. And I did get messages from several, several of the horses for Corey and her mom, which they said made total and absolute sense with each horse's personality. So it's funny, too, because during one of the attunements, well, when I was done, when I had attuned all the horses, Corey and her mother came out, you know, to get the last horse, and they said, oh, my God, did you hear the music? And I said, huh, no, what music? And they said, we heard some kind of, like, celestial music or angel music. They didn't even know how to explain it, but they heard it while I was attuning the last horse. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I said, no, I didn't hear that, but I'm sure that was for the two of you to hear. Like pretty, pretty cool stuff. And I was like, yeah, that was for you guys. That's cool. Um, and then I told Corey, I'm done with the attunements. Let's see what happens. And I think along the way somewhere, I had told Corey that there was a young girl that was going to be coming for Sam. Now, here's the thing. Sam was for sale. Okay, this emaciated horse that looked like he could fall over with if the wind just hit him right. This horse is for sale. Corey didn't know it until I started working with Sam. I guess the owner had told her Sam had Lyme disease, and the owner refused to get treatment because it's very expensive for a horse, from what I hear. So he was dying, literally dying. A vet had checked him out. Um, he was dying. So I attuned him. And let me just back up a little bit. I didn't even add this part. This was like a week or two in between from the first time I worked with him. He already started to improve a little. He started putting on, like it was quick and rapid. Started gaining some weight. And I did the attunement and he just started um, healing. I, I don't even, I, I'm serious. It was like, I might have to look in my darn book because I, I can't remember the timeline. Like six weeks, four. It was a very quick, quick healing for Sam. So when I tuned him and I left, I said, there's a, a girl that's going to be looking for him. And she said, oh, good. There is a family with a little girl that's coming to look at him. And I said, well, I don't know who it is, but I know that this girl, they're supposed to be together. She's going to, I'm going to be honest, I wanted to buy him. And then I thought, Julia, it's not in your budget right now. And what are you going to do with the horse? Like, I don't even have, I'd have to pay the boarder. Like, but I loved him that much. <laughs> but then I also got the vision. I knew that he was supposed to be with this young girl. That's who his next person was. So Corey called me the next day or two and said, you know, that didn't work out. Like they decided, I didn't hear from him or they decided not to get him. And I'm like, it's okay, Corey. I still see the little girl. She's coming. They're supposed to be together. Now, in the meantime, Sam is continuing to improve so quickly that Corey's floored. Like, he's gaining weight fast. His hair, his coat was even turning from a dull, dingy, um, 
brownish red, I guess, like a light brown, dingy, like to this more reddish brown, like a shiny coat, like he was getting his shine back. And I went to see, okay, so I was trying to think. I heard from Corey a, a week or two later. Like, this is just, like I said, a six, seven-week span. This is very quick. From a horse who's ready to fall over to looking like a champion. I mean, I'm still blown. I, I almost get, I'm getting tears in my eyes now just talking about it because I forgot how magical this is, you know, this stuff can be. And she said, she got a hold of me, and she said, the girl came. The girl showed up. She bought Sam. She fell in love with him. Sorry if you can hear my Macy in the background. He has a new home, and she's coming to get him like next week. And I was like, I have to come see him. I have to come see him. So I went out to see him, and I'm about to start crying. Holy cow. Whew. So I was looking out into the field because all of the horses were out there. And previous visits, I always knew which one was Sam because he was the one that was so skinny. Even when he was starting to gain weight, he still was bonier than the others. You know, you'd see his hip bone sticking out. And this time I pulled up. I did not know which one he was. Some of them were, were similar colors and similar, similar, similar build. And I didn't know which one he was. And I looked out there and I was in awe because I knew that all the horses were there. I could count them. But I was in awe that I did not know which one he was. And so Corey went and got him and she brought him in. And he was such a stud. I mean, gorgeous, full of muscle. Like I was beyond floored. I, told, I just looked at Corey. I said, I, I can't even believe it. And I was even a part of it, and I'm in shock. <laughs> so Sam had no medication. He got no extra treatment other than the Reiki that I gave him and the attunement that I gave him and the love and me sending angels to him. That's the only difference. And um, that young lady picked him up and going from a horse who's ready to fall over and die to a horse who now, at least last I heard, was competing in statewide championships. He got his... He got his purpose back. And his purpose was to be the companion of that girl but to be the champion again. I have so many other healing stories, but that's, I didn't know that I was going to take this long telling that one. But oh, that just makes my heart sing. I have, these tears are tears of joy. But something just popped in my head just now. Sam was truly dying because he didn't have a purpose purpose he felt was over and I wonder how many of you are struggling because you don't feel that you have a purpose or you don't know what your purpose is and I'm here to tell you you are here for a reason 
And you are here to be happy. You are here to do what you love to do. You are here to do what makes your soul sing. You are here to be a champion. It's time to let the past go. It's time to embrace the now. It's time to rise up. The world needs you. God bless.